0: Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, folks, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And we had a brief hiatus there, Scott. I I got some messages that people were concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think the big thing to understand is like this this format we've been going over for a long time, so it can be hard for us to yeah. find we're basically don't want to just re- be restating ourselves over and over again. So.
0: Absolutely. I mean it's it's also it w- it was endearing that we've become such a a standard, such a you know I wanna Stable. say monument to in <laughs> no, people's lives so. or something. I wanted I to make it sound a- super grand. <laughs> yeah i don't want
1: to be t- one of those monuments torn down so well yeah definitely,
0: <laughs> yeah definitely not so yeah. but uh yeah we've we have become such a fixture in people's lives that uh people did notice when we did miss a week it was intentional and i apologize to everybody out there that's watching or hearing this that i had tweeted it out but i should have put it in more places so people are aware that we were just taking a, a quick week um but we're back and we have a number of things to discuss. The first one up, Scott, is actually we're we're pretty deep at this stage. And by the time this goes officially live, we should be into the last round of the Vector Sigma Titan Masters attack release event, our sealed event. Yep. So uh, it it's been fun. And I have to admit, so I had some question marks and not in the fashion of like, I don't know about this. It was just okay i I have this hypothesis I want to test it, and I've definitely generated some concrete data from my sealed build. Do you feel the same way or do are things like going exactly how you planned, or what are your initial thoughts on that now that we have a few rounds under our belt?
1: um I mean, I sideboard out two cards every single time, so I think yep. that clearly I was <laughs> off by a little bit um i uh I mean in I'm three and one right now. I think that um, I didn't think my deck was particularly strong, oh. um, but I think having two tight masters, no matter like what the quality of those tight masters are, like mine are like Monkso and Briscoe. Um, which bodies did you have? Cup and Quake. Okay, so Quake was is I... really good. I I can put that out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <I thunk>
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I think. So I don't know I don't know where like to me it's about different things. So I think I think in terms of building my sealed I think the biggest problem that I had was that I just mm-hmm. don't have a very good action to upgrade ratio. I fell I into the same boat. <laughs> I just have way too many upgrades and way too many like I think I have four green upgrades. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I I never there's never a term where I don't have an upgrade to play. Right. Um and three of those are weapons, I think one's an armor. Um so it's like I mean you can cheat that in constructed because you can just be like I always have whatever and then so I'm good. Um you know obviously greens are just underpowered compared to usually compared to non-greens but like in sealed that's not the case. So like right. you know just having one and having to make a decision every turn about what upgrade I'm going to play whereas like things like random armors that i had in there for the pip colors like they just don't really serve much of a purpose and should have just been random actions that i at least would have been playing
0: yeah i kind of came to the same conclusion because of the same issue it was very much man these actions are just not good with there's one that i'm boarding in every time uh but to be honest i think one of the other errors i had was the pip distribution and it might have been fine to just play a weaker battle text card action because a i could play it instead of looking at five upgrades in my hand every turn or something right, like that right, right and it also would have been more on color because what i found because i also had two titan masters cup and horrible the problem is is that i've had across i've only done completed three rounds my other one at the time this re- well be after this recording goes live, but it's still upcoming at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every round I've had multiple, we gone to, I think I went to three games every single time. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it was three every time. And across each round, I had multiple attacks entirely blunted by just like, I hit no black pips on the attack and, they flip a blue and it's like, all right, well, I guess cup or the head or the whatever just does nothing. And I, they basically time walked me because my entire turn didn't matter. So it was, I can't say I've had that, I can't say I've had that issue, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It just, it's just the way it worked out. I didn't have a ton of black pips in my pool um, and it definitely mattered. So one of the other caveats is, so crankcase is my third bot let me tell you a story about mind wipe and then, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll tell you a story about the two Chrome domes that I saw. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Very fair. It did not end. Well, is the moral of the yeah. story. Uh, the times that my opponents allowed me to power up crankcase or I was able to, cause I drew scouting mission off of a played mission briefing or something. I, uh, and I was able to, okay, well, I just have quantity of cards. I can still hit with crankcase. Everything was gravy It just didn't – that didn't happen every round, or not every game in every round. Uh, A lot of lessons learned, I have to say. My card evaluations on some things have changed. I don't think it's, like, wild whiplash on anything. Did you come to that conclusion, or do you think everything coming in was roughly where you had it, aside from, obviously, the ones you're boarding in and out?
1: But I'm I'm not not boarding them in from a power level perspective. I'm literally only boarding them in from a, like – playability perspective like where i I messed up where i kind of messed up was um like mission briefing should have been definitely main deck i wasn't playing it main deck because i just Uh didn't take into consideration that like because i have like i have one guy that's always going to be in bot or body mode and then no one else is Mm because i have like sky shadow plane is my third character so like he's obviously never going to be in in spot or body mode so it was like but the heads are always in bot mode yes so like in the mid to late game i can always just Draw two, like it's never a yeah. question. that I'm not going to draw two.
0: Pep talk um, on demand and limited is pretty good. Yeah. So, and 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 just I
1: could have just I just have so many more upgrades that I could have just cut mm-hmm. like
0: at least one upgrade
1: main deck and then just played it. But yeah. So that was like one card that I would say was my and then the other one I always board in is like counter espionage, which like there aren't a lot of secret actions, but there's so many times that my opponent was like
0: Greenback getting
1: greens on attacking that I know what's in their hand, so it's yep. like. I could just use it and then, again, have a play for the turn instead of sitting there staring at three upgrades every single turn and having to decide which one to play, so...
0: Exactly. Counter Espionage made it main for me simply because I... Well, it's a zap because of horrible. Um, Right. But also, I did manage to nab a secret action, but they did exactly what you said. They greened it back on offense. So I knew it was there when they played it, so I was able to just actually get it off the board. Um, Yeah. It did... I think I got something else that somebody greenback back wants, some random action, like a disassemble or something, which was fine. But overall I I appreciate the the limited format more. And we may touch on this in our in the next topic with the content update. But as I played it, like I said, I've just the best way to put it is I've appreciated more what went into building this limited format from the design perspective as well as the ink intricacies couldn't almost couldn't say that one for some reason in the actual play style uh there were definitely points where i made a play or made an attack or even chose against an opponent whether i was going first or second and said oh i should have done this as opposed to and i'm only harping on this because it's very often for people to just go well it's sealed who cares it's just whatever whoever opens the best cards no there's still a lot to it from a play pattern perspective, from a deck building perspective, there's still a lot of different focal points.
1: I think there's less in this than there was in Siege.
0: You think so, really? Yeah, Even despite I the fact that there were so many Siege cards that just didn't have playable text for the most part.
1: Every single deck you played against in Siege was not three wide. Here it's like every single deck is three wide.
0: So, so basically fair. the
1: pa- the pattern is you either can't get to their best guy on the first go-round, or they can't get to your best guy on the first go-round, mm-hmm. and it's like basically, like, whatever whatever's left after the first full combat round, whatever carnage is left, is basically, like I mean, there's a lot more interplay than there is in Constructed, where, like, you can basically like, block, and mm-hmm. like, you can you can you can force your opponent into certain attacks and things like that but, ultimately there's no way to get around the issue of like, you can either not get a guys or you can only get a guys.
0: Fair. So, like, I mean... I think my view of it is skewed because of horrible. Obviously, like, I can influence certain... All the scenarios you're describing, yeah, it did mostly work out as you'd expect, but I did have influence on... Well, I mean, my opponent had to at least respect, oh, well, they could ping this guy away or they could burn that guy down because... I could have Kami and Crash sitting in my hand. I'll just do the Constructed thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: like, have you noticed... Has there been anything you've learned by playing Limited that you think you can apply to Constructed?
0: Uh, So I've learned to... I've grown a greater respect for Mindwipe, and that's not just because of the Crankcase thing. Uh, Mm. I've grown a greater... And I liked Crankcase before, a greater appreciation for Crankcase himself because it was very much a... Hypothetical, It's like, yeah, well, if I hit for eight, fine. But then what about all these other 10,000 things? And now that I've seen it enough times where it's like, no, eight is a, is more than, like, it sounds weird to say that eight is more than I thought it was. Because it's like, well, it's, eight, oh, yeah. it's a number. We know what it is. But it, both of those cards impressed me a lot. I also got beat up by weird, or not weird wolf. That's his old name. Wolfwire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost said Wirewolf, and I'm I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on today. Anyway, uh, he was cool to see, but I think he's going to be a limited all star. Um, mm-hmm. I can be perfectly honest. Uh, other car character cards that impressed me Chrome Dome beat the crap out of me, partially because of Crankcase, but it was pretty disruptive. I just constructed wise, yep. it's still. If you're going to play Cars or try and leverage his disruption element that's cool, I just don't know if cars is there kind of thing. Like, it just doesn't do its thing enough. If you assume that it's super orange heavy, him being a Titan Master and still being relatively sizable, depending on what head you put on him, et cetera, maybe that's enough to do the old-fashioned thing where you, you get him with the car and untap it to try and, ste- you know, gain an extra attack, and that guy's probably not going to die out of combat. Because, like, yeah, he'll mm-hmm. take eight, but he has fifteen health or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot. I think he has
0: fourteen to start
1: with or something like that. Or yeah, he has thirteen. 13
0: with, yeah, he has thirteen or fourteen to start with. And then, you know, say it's Kreb head, say it's a whatever head. Yeah, and yeah. you're still not stars-wise pushing it that much. So I've I've gained a greater appreciation for those characters. I don't know that any of them are necessarily going to make it, but I definitely wanted to circle back to some of them once we were done with this event or as we're nearing the end of this event. Battle card wise, it's a lot of them were, they are who I thought
1: they were. <laughs> See, for me, it's that they, they are good in their context. Like, I have two hmm. sharp a Talons. They're insane. I would never play it over. Exactly. Over, challenges, challenges, it, blaster, so, yeah, like, yes. what's, what's the point of caring how good it is? You know, what I mean? like, like that. But that to me is basically like every set has to have a card like this type of thing.
0: Of course. Yeah. And so, the, a lot of these are limited fodder. Mm-hmm. They, you know yeah. like that's what the purpose they are in the set for mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's not anything exciting it's just if you draft or you play sealed this is why they have their home which is yeah. fine um i don't think the one card that i'm boarding in every time i ultimately did not play at main was last stand and i've been mulling around whether there was any way to make that happen in constructed but even with weird quake shenanigans i'm not sure see i think that has a place and i i've played it I played it main and it's won me two games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it won me one game. I boarded it in it won me the subsequent game as a result. Yeah, I, I think
1: I, it's a big addition. And if the guy's just going to get KO'd anyway, then what does it matter?
0: Right. Like there, there's yeah. So well, the the scenario that I was trying to envision for that is whether and it, it for me it was <laughs> literally a last stand. If I recall correctly, it was. Oh well, I only have one guy, you have one guy, last stand, get in right, and get right. there. Mm. Um and it was headmaster on headmaster, so it was clearly as close to a guarantee as you can get. It, when you shift it to constructed, though, the concern I have is that it has a very narrow window because you're gonna have to get in with someone else prior. So you the reason I unless it's that literal last stand scenario, because you're gonna need that blocker, otherwise, like okay, your whole team is now exposed. Or even if it's oh, a title yeah, master, yeah, yeah. you, you yeah, yeah. pop the head off on tap. So it gets a little more complicated, whereas in limited, I think you have a wider window because even if your team is exposed, somebody may not die because they're not just going to load up and, and murder your whole team or something. Yeah, I just wonder if that is, if that matters
1: per se. Like, like yeah. it might not like, matter. Like, I mean, it's basically you're just giving them... Like a wheel or something like that, but that might be okay. And you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's end of turn means like your head won't pop off and get to attack with it, also. Right. Which so, may or may know, not be a benefit, depending on what you want to do. There were just a lot of scenarios where I was basically getting more attackers than my opponent because I was like, because Cup is just so fragile that like he was never making it mm-hmm. through the first combat round, so I always wound up with more okay. like that wheel <laughs> attacks.
0: <laughs> it, I know I ran, <laughs> I think I ran more blues than you, but the cup. Never died. I mean, obviously he died, but like he tanked four or five hits every game. But I also had the plus the plus one defense head on him because I put Kreb on. Okay. Horrible. Okay. Um, and since the tough one, he was able to dig for the additional blues that I had. But that also plays into, I probably should have cut some of those blues just to have an orange, even if the card was never going to get played. Uh, and it also was a, one other thing I noticed that was a little weird. I counted on, oh, well, I have the double pips. I'll get back sharpened talons and mission briefing and uh, triangulators and whatever other... I had a bunch of greens. Because they were all upgrades and I was locked into playing those one upgrade a turn, it was like eventually I ran out of greens to get the other garbage out of my hand. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it was was a little awkward staring at double sharpened talons, energy on mace, and then draw like arbitrary other weapon like or uh, draw one of your doubles which always happened to me also, yep so yeah yeah i had a lot of handheld blasters in my hand and <laughs> i could i tried feeding them into cup but it was just because of the the multiple flips with horrible it just got all out of whack so it wasn't quite happening but what are you gonna do i can definitely look back and say that i should have done certain things differently and it would have gotten me another win or two we'll we'll see cool but I think we can close that one up and move on to a a general channel update I guess or a general vector sigma update. So let me kick it to you Scott cuz there's a, there's a bunch of different things going on before we get into our our formal topic. Yeah, so we've um we've
1: kind of looked at where where the game is in terms of like how often there we have topics to talk about and how often we um I mean no one I want to start out by saying that no one is more dedicated to spending time and effort on this game than than, than we are and the people that aren't on the podcast like Dan and, and Stefan and things like that so like I mean you'll see it you see us all the time uh, in, in Vol, So it's not really about that it's just that um, we have other hobbies and we just figure uh, you as an audience might like in these times where there's like there's still a lot of quarantining there's probably should be more quarantine than there is um I think we things like safely
0: that. say that yeah.
1: <laughs> um as you see like you know you know for example we went from having a potential event in august one week to suddenly it was canceled like a week later like you know so yeah, yeah. so it, it's obvious that this yo-yo pattern of what we're able to do is going to continue like for example i'm not going back to work until like physically probably until 2021 you know who knows when in 2021 at this point right um we happen to live in a state that's relatively under control comparatively um than the recent issues but um so that being said like we have other hobbies so what we have decided to do for um on youtube for example is just kind of branch out and show you show the current audience other things we do um we're also looking to basically expand into like more into the transformers itself realm so like we have certain things on the docket that we're looking forward to doing um Show reviews like like I'll just give you examples like uh, Dan's never seen the 1986 movie, so we said, why don't we have Dan watch the 1986 movie and then Vince and I will just like you know to ask him what he thought about it and things like that. Like we're it'll not gonna do a, like a like... it'll
0: be a fun movie <laughs> breakdown with him. Yeah,
1: because we're we're we like we don't even have to watch it again to know yeah. <laughs> all the scenes. I'm sure. Um, so like it, it's it's fun to get people involved in that kind of stuff. Um, and then and then like. You know, there's a new Netflix show coming out, so we can we can we can branch out and look at that. There's, I think there's, I think there's a lot of lore aspects of the Transformers that like we are, we know, but we're not we're certainly not the experts that are out there in the world. So like trying to get a hold of some of them and talk to some of them and 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 not necessarily be TCG focused on Transformers, um, but still have that realm. And then Mm. that's one aspect of it. And the other aspect, like I said, is we have other hobbies. So we like you know we figure a lot of us share interests like people we've talked to offline or people we talk to online. Um, so like when somebody says like, what are you playing right now? Like you, you tend to like, you know, that you, this, this person, you have this in common with this person. So maybe like I'll pick that up because this person said they liked it. Like we're not right. saying we're like influencers or anything like that, but like we figure, you know, we're doing other things. We might as well share what else we're doing. Exactly. Um, we show you guys what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of room in that realm. And mm-hmm. for anybody out there that maybe, you know, just to head off the inevitable question, as Scott plainly stated, but just to call it out, we're not getting away from any of the competitive Transformers TCG stuff. This is more supplemental as far yeah. as getting other avenues covered. It, it When we talked about it the other night, it was started out obviously with, well, why don't we talk about transformers more scott and i tend to on here a lot just you know especially during preview season it's like oh remember this Mm -hmm. character remember this moment that sort of thing Mm -hmm. i think it will be cool with the new show coming out uh we're uh, (laughs) training dan to be a transformers fan if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like he's he's getting into it now so it'll be cool to explore the show in that fashion with somebody who hasn't really been in the fandom for well at all And then us still being in it for a while. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of this stuff because there are a number of overlapping interests like Scott was describing as far as, you know, other games we play, other media we consume, that sort of thing. Uh, Both with the topics we discuss here, as well as just, you know, all the patrons and other people that we interact with where, you know, we all play card games It's not a surprise that, oh, this sort of video game is appealing or, oh, this sort of movie is appealing. You know what I mean? There's a a lot of overlap there, and hopefully we can, you know, reveal some of these worlds to people and people will enjoy it. But definitely hit us up with feedback for things that, you know, hey, I liked how you guys did this or it would be cool if you talked about that, that sort of thing. Because I'm very curious what everybody else out there clings to outside of the Transformers TCG.
1: Yeah, like I'll just give you an example for my own. Is like I, I never had time or knew that like the Headmaster series, the Japanese one. Mm -hmm. You can find it. You can find on YouTube. I prefer watching dubbed. I'm sure people. It's probably better subtitled. I don't know because the dubbing is not the best. But like
0: I only knew it
1: existed tangentially, and then basically like when because I was never. I, I don't know how. I don't remember when the three part series came out, but I know I was like. I want to say I was like in sixth grade or something like that. So I was a little bit older. Um, So like, and obviously the show just ended then. Right. Um, All they would do is do the, like the replays, but I know I've come to learn that in Japan, the series just kept continuing. Yep. And like, didn't even take the, um, what happened in that three parter as gospel. So like none of that happened in the Japanese series. Right. And it continued on to G1. And then like threads of that, even I think in a Japanese medium, like continued, to this day
0: in some I was about to form. say to my knowledge no. <laughs> everything in that set of lore is considered G1 no matter where it came from or what series right. it was like it's all part of G1 technically and chronologically and I haven't gotten that like I know a lot of Transformer stuff but to your earlier point I'm by no means the the complete expert so my knowledge on that end it'll that's one of the avenues we're considering pursuing because I would yeah. love to know more so, like, I've never watched that stuff. So I found it, and, like, I also had never seen Scramble City,
1: and I watched that, and and so, like, the one episode. So, like, there's definitely things out there that are within my own wheelhouse of thi- of parts of Transformers that I already enjoy mm-hmm. that I've never watched. Right. And so, like, we could go back and talk about a lot of that kind of stuff and, like, what we saw. Um, like just, Like, I watched the first episode the other day, and, like, you know, my opinion, my 50-foot opinion is... Some of the art is really awesome, like movie quality, and some yeah. of it, some of the cuts are bad. So I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't get like what went into making an episode, but and it, and the the story kind of just like, bam, you're there. Like there's yeah, no yeah. setup at all. So like nice, nice. It's just like
0: okay. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways we can take this. So it's uh, we're we're exploring other things that we can add on to what we're already doing, which mm-hmm. should hopefully sound. Fun to everybody out there listening and watching. Like I said, let us know if there are particular things you think we should try and target, or give us feedback on the ones as you consume them, and let us know. Okay, this was cool. This wasn't whatever.
1: Yeah, but as our state opens up, like we we do plan to get together and playtest more often, like physically. So some of our like our videos won't be right. as. I mean, we'll still have webcam focused videos, but like we all live closer to each other, where that that we can try to film. Right, like live, it's just better quality and, and things like that. But like, we will still have obviously all the webcam games and things like that because that's where we're running all the events.
0: Exactly, um, it's uh, it's all going to be based yeah. on. Well, we'll see what the uh, medical experts recommend as time goes on.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just playing once every playing an hour and ten minutes every few days as a round is just gives us more time to explore other things because we're just a lot of us just waiting for twenty other, twenty five other people to finish what they're doing. So
0: right. Exactly. So we wanted to make sure that we put that out there to, to everybody so that you could, when you see one of these videos pop up and you go, well, what is that? That has nothing to do with the cards that we're playing with. Mm -hmm. There's your answer. Preemptive answer, preface, whatever. Uh, (laughs) We'll go from there. So from that end, aside from the content updates and the updates on the release event, we did have an internal question, I guess, from Mm -hmm. in our discord. About testing, Scott. Now, this is a, I guess, a stranger topic, given kind of what we were outlining earlier, because there are limitations and have been for several months now. So, and we have also touched on this in the past as part of lead ups to certain events. But I want to hand it to you to to tell us a little bit or, or set us up for this discussion about how to properly test
1: yeah so I think I think one of the big things that's that's come up and again, I think this is the this is the nature of the way that games are played online as opposed to the way that they're played in person like we could have had you know we could have two con- we we used to have big monthly constructed events like we could have two of them in the time it might take us to finish an event now and so the play pattern of of playing and 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 like internalizing results and then going out and testing against what you saw, tweaking decks and things like that, is a slower period because instead of using the same deck for like all day on a Saturday, you're literally using the same deck for like all month.
0: But still, um, maybe only getting in the same quantity of games, right? Right, right. Like yeah. quantity
1: of tournament of tournament games. Like obviously, yes. you can test, and that's where this is going. Like you can test other things, but like sometimes, and I guess that's the first point is that that's just important. That's just important to do. Like like know that like I-, I guess this don't if you're gonna Monday morning quarterback yourself when you show up to a tournament and say I could have done this better and i'll change it for the next one like that's perfectly fine but just know that a lot of what you can a lot of that is going to happen like probably in the middle of an event and there's really no way of you changing it on the fly in one of these events because they're just a longer period of time and there won't be another event kicking off for you to go enter with your five card different version of that
0: deck tomorrow yeah the turnover and the the evolution cycle for these sort of changes is certainly elongated by virtue of just what we're trying to do and how, and the, just the process itself, which is going to, I could certainly see that being a frustrating element for a number of people, because exactly what you said, it's like you register your, say normal times a year ago, Mm -hmm. uh, we, you go to an event, you register your deck and you're, you're sitting there waiting for round one. It's like, if you look around the room or you just can hear people talking about that, it's like, man, I, maybe I should have boarded this or that. And then it proves true or not throughout the course of the event. Exactly what you said. All right, I'll get them next week. All right. Now it's like, I'll get them in August. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) right. And I,
1: and I, I don't know. I, I can't talk from, I have no personal experience. So like, I, I, I'm, I'm not positive whether this is or is not occurring, but like, I know for the events that are not run by us in any way shape or form. I don't know what kind of communication there is among the player base that's going on. I only see when the when those events are going on by players that are in our own Discord and like they're talking about the events that are going on and obviously our own events that are going on. I see people talking about but like I don't know how much like I can't walk over to the table next to me and watch their game. Right. So so like I think one of the benefits for us is that like a lot of the games we're playing are recorded. Yes, and are streamed, and so like, there is, we're trying, you know, there is a little bit more of a sense of an event going on, um, and I don't think that that that, that's hard to duplicate, Mm -hmm. um, especially when like, you know, you're using like like you can't just pop in and watch somebody else's game. Yes, that's why we're trying. That's that's part of what we're trying to stress by by having matches that are live, and I think part of the issue is you glean information from watching other people play especially when they're trying to play in my opinion when they're playing in an in an event they're taking it like by definition probably taking it more seriously than when they're just playing casually yeah. so so like if that's all happening only between you and I at our own computers where no one else can see it and it's not being recorded like it's almost like that information is lost like like we don't we can't even glean Absolutely. what really happened to make that result occur.
0: And it's even more, I think it goes even further than that. I was going to say more granular, but it's, it's not quite what I was going to bring up is you're at a tournament. You finish your round. You'll walk around and talk to people. You know, it's the usual bad beat stories, but exactly what you were saying, Scott, and this kind of takes it back to testing is that the whole purpose of testing is to generate data. And then you can extrapolate information from that data. And then, build new decks, make changes on existing ones, et cetera. One of the advantages of being physically there is you can just watch the other events. It's like, Oh, well that guy was running an idea that I thought of. How did that turn out? As opposed to the existing events where if they're not being streamed, they're not being recorded. You're just looking at the final deck list, but you have way less information of how they got there. If you're sitting in right. your local store, you can just go watch the games and be like, Oh, well, that guy played this board card and it worked out in this scenario I'll make a mental note of that to try and apply it later as opposed to you see the final deck list and like why the hell was that there you have no idea what they played leading up to it so there definitely is a a more challenging set due to the lack of information compared to what you would have otherwise because everything is effectively trying to interpret hey there was this event on the other side of the country okay well I can make some assumptions about what was there (laughs)
1: Yeah. And and I think in this situation we're constrained by like desire to play in the event, by mm-hmm. by sometimes there's funky rules of the events. Um sometimes like there's again, because of the nature of these only happening like let's and let's just be generous and say once a month. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to play this character or this set of characters, like I, I'm I'm playing them for a month. Yeah. And so like so like, like them. <laughs> Yeah. So like a lot of people would be will be playing new cards because this is the first time they've had the opportunity to do that in a competitive setting. And so you'll notice like a lot of the deck lists that are out there publicly, like they are not they're the characters from older waves are hardly represented at all. Right. And that I just I refuse to believe that's the truth. Um and so so back to testing, where yeah. this originally was. I, well, um, I mean, it, it, it yeah. relates; yeah. it's tangentially related. <laughs> so, but I don't think that means that you you can't glean any information. Correct. I mean, I think I think the deck lists that are out there, most of them on Fortress Maximus from the events that have occurred, are the only uh, test decks that you're going to be able to, to to deal with. And yeah, I think what's to build the cool. gauntlet
0: is complicated.
1: Yeah, I, I think you need to understand that you should be testing all your first iteration decks against known quantities. That's the first point. So, we've had this set long enough now where like, and it, again, this all depends on how seriously you want to take it, but like, we're obviously going to be coming at this from a serious point of view. Right. Um, like, to me, there's there's a few different like there's a few different deck archetypes that are out there that you can, like, I, I that you can play against. But I think smashing two of your own creations against one of one another without one player being, being the control, not, not control deck, like the control experiment in this, yeah. like the, the scientific,
0: scientific method control. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Without one person being in control is, is casual at this point. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it is, it is not getting you any information at all. Right. Um, if anything, all it's basically doing is telling you this is how these cards operate. So, like, if if you've literally never played with the cards before, and you're you're testing with someone, they're like, I don't want to play that that known thing. It's kind of like, well, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of people are going to be playing that noon thing in all likelihood. So, like, you
0: need to be prepared. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of you should be the one to to play that and understand why it's good and what its weaknesses are and what its strengths are. And because that's what you're going to have to build against, mm-hmm. and, and and likely be playing against. Um, and I think that there's room for improvement in a lot of the decks that are out there, even as the control deck, um, control experiment deck in this situation. Um, so, I think there's I think there's room for innovation there. But I but I but for example, if you, if you sit down with someone, and and I don't know how long this is going to take, but like you're going to play ten games against somebody. So. For five games, you play one of the control decks, and the, your opponent plays whatever they're trying to figure out. It might not even take this many games to do it, right. and then you switch roles after five games. The one thing I will say is you're not. Ju- I, there's going to be you. You we have we all have more time to grind games, but I think the games might take a little bit longer and a little and require yeah, a little bit more just, setup. Right, and I think like. I mean, if you watch some of the matches that I've had with Dan or you on on webcam, I know right away what, like what the problems with the deck are and like, but I might not have the ability to like, and this is always an issue with testing in general. Like, I might not have an issue. I might not have the ability to make a ten card swap on the fly, and then come right back five minutes, you know, ten minutes later, and say let's keep going. Like, just because yeah. we are usually playing in a live stream or something like that, so it's not like yeah you know, we could put up like a I'll be right back thing, I guess, yeah, you know and fix it, but we yeah. know right away what the
0: issue is exactly, and that does influence things to exactly your point, yeah. whereas if we were testing face to face, it's not uncommon like I usually show up with one of those five thousand card boxes that mm-hmm. has decks for days proxied up, and then we'll just swap mm-hmm. things as we go. One thing right. I wanted to call out that you mentioned there because you'd you'd set it spread across in what um you were saying Tangent, tangentially well no it it was just like it was set in parts so mm-hmm. but i wanted to make sure that that people understood so one of the things that came up was you were talking about having the control deck testing new things against known quantities and i wanted to emphasize why another reason not just the reasons you have but another one as mm-hmm. to why that's important because so say you have a new deck i don't know we'll, what if it was like a Sky Shadow deck? I mean, that sounds kind of sure. wild, but like let's let's just say you wanted to try that out and you were gonna just hammer that against one of the previous walls that we had, you know, mm-hmm. from Wave Four. one of the 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 big fixtures, one of the the uh the decks of old. It's not just, oh well, I know how Galaxy operates, or I know how airstrike operates, or I know how whatever the other thing operates, and then I you're you're gauging power level against that. But it's also, if you're bashing it against Galaxy and you know how Airstrike does against Galaxy and you you are confident in your knowledge of the old meta, then you can gauge where on the power spectrum this new build lies compared to the old stuff, not just does it work at all. And I think that I I, I have had conversations with people where I get the impression that It's just, oh, test against old stuff because then you know whether this thing works. It's also test against old stuff so that you can appropriately gauge the power level or the consistency, the coherency, whatever metric you're looking for against other known quantities, which, again, I know you said that throughout what you were explaining, but I want to call attention to it again because I think that gets lost as people try and test of why am I wasting my time? Why can't I just play against an arbitrary control deck instead of the one i know well you play against the one you know so that all the other variables are controlled for this is the only actual variable is the new deck whereas if you're you're slamming you know brand new blue deck it's like well this has to be as good as as the old control decks and brand new aggro deck you're you're you have two variables that you're trying to solve for simultaneously mm-hmm. and it's possible but Look, if you don't, if you think you can do it, great. But take a step back and think about how much extra effort you're having to put in instead of being methodical about it and appropriately lining things up for your gauntlet.
1: Yeah, and I do think we've passed the point where you should be testing against any old decks at all.
0: Right? I, yeah, I was just yeah, e- yeah, yeah, yeah. elaborating on the.
1: And the I actually think one of the weaknesses. I think one of the weaknesses of. What I've seen going on is that there are no results that bear out that updates to old decks are still viable. I think people, I think that's an, I think, I think people have discounted that. Where I think that's a mistake.
0: Um, can you explain that further? I think I there were too many negatives in there, and I got confused. <laughs> I th- I, I, I,
1: don't, I don't think people are taking the time to update old decks with new cards and and try new things with them.
0: Okay, or, it sounded like new- you were disagreeing with yourself earlier. So you're saying that they're. There's still the potential that an old deck is fine now. Yes, but I think, but I think we've, pa-
1: I think we have res- enough results, which are mostly dominated by new cards. That that's what you should be testing against, even if even if what you're testing is an updated version of the old deck. Which mm-hmm. I think is, I would treat the updated version of the old deck as a new deck at this point. And then the 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 wave five current meta decks that you've seen out there posting results um, are the ones that you. You would treat as the control deck in this situation, right? To test against. Um, yeah, but the thing is, no matter what you feel about the events or what you feel about like how the decks were built or like the, the the data that's available, it's 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 they are these are still decks that went through a process and went through competition and emerged victorious, right? And so that's like we're trying like on on shows like this we we tried it like i know like during the um the set wrap-ups and like where we thought old things were going to adjust like all that whole series of 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 podcasts you can go back and listen to again like we tried to give as much information up front as we possibly could but we'll even like I think like if you weren't coming at this whole situation even from starting at a point like that, you probably aren't listening to this podcast anyway. But like if you if you weren't listening to that, but like if you didn't do that, then you literally were just going in blind and just testing against old strategies. And like you said, it was pretty much already known that like with the cards that had come out, some of the old decks just absolutely had no place. Right. And like if you were over adjusting for something that you that you knew like, the tools were out there to just completely shut those those strategies down, like, you were kind of wasting your time because it right. became very obvious that that was already, like, not viable as it is. Exactly. If that makes any
0: sense. Yeah, there were um, certainly decks that have run their course, we'll say.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even going back as far as Wave 1, if anybody can right. think of certain examples from back then, uh-huh. uh, that at this point in time, yeah. It, so if we consider what you were describing earlier as point number 1 where you're testing you need to have a regimented and defined testing regimen uh or schedule for how you want to do it you know make sure that you're hitting you set up your gauntlet hit the appropriate things in your gauntlet don't just mash random things the second point is i guess informing the first where if when you're building out the gauntlet Try and, you're never going to get it right 100% on the first try. Nobody does. That's the whole point of testing. But, you know, make those assumptions, make those decisions based on what you've seen, what you're seeing other people that you trust are talking about, how they're talking about it, that so you don't, even if you have extra time now because of the circumstances, you still only have so much time. Don't waste a lot of time hammering out an idea that is just not going to work
1: yeah and again the biggest another suggestion i can make is watch our pre-sale championship videos because again those were high level competition that was out there using new cards some of the, you know they were proxies at that point but um it was players who put the effort in before the set even came out and were playing at a high level because what i can say is if you don't understand what makes a deck powerful you probably need to see it yes and that that again is more difficult um, given these situations, but like if there's a bunch of other videos out there of two random decks being matched against each other, you're not going to under like when you sit down to play the control deck in this situation, you're not going to under you might not understand what makes them so powerful because you didn't see an interaction it, it wasn't, like you might have just been copying a deck list, but the interaction wasn't obvious to you. Right. And the thing I'll say about this format and this game has reached a point where certain games are very formulaic because of the green pip or because of you know the amount of card draw that might be available to certain characters or you know like certain attack orders will never change no matter what like there isn't right. so so like if you're messing up those things compared to like somebody that did well with the deck and and you can see them doing that like your testing may be invalidated by like not just not understanding how the right how the roll deck and the situation should be playing itself out
0: there so. i've definitely had this and i think i've said this when i've streamed other games i've probably said it on other shows but i i personally have that moment of i see someone else having success with a particular strategy a deck whether it's this game it's another game whatever and i go that looks cool i'm gonna try it And then I try and test it and I'm like, the thought literally goes through my head. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I, Mm -hmm. but I'm recognizing that I'm doing something wrong. It's not, to your point, these decks have, we've been seeing patterns in certain deck lists, a variety of deck lists. And those patterns have continued since, well, (laughs) the pre-release event that we ran. So, Obviously, there's something there. You got to make sure that you're you're hammering it out both sides of the equation to understand what all of the various interactions are. There may be plays where it's, and I've had this definitely back when I played Magic back in the day where it's, before I learned a lot of things, and I still have way more to learn, but <laughs> there's there were definitely times that I watched people play where someone just explained to me how a deck functioned And all I could think is, well, how would you, ever like, how does that ever work? It never works out that way for me. And it's because it isn't step nine. It was step three that set it up. That many turns down the line. And that's where, through your testing, try different lines. And I did this, I think I called it out a lot when we did our various videos, whether I was playing you or Dan or Stefan or whoever. I called out a lot of things where it's, I'm going to do this thing. It's probably going to lose me the game, but I want to see how this plays out as part of the testing. And that's one of the things I want to make sure that I brought up in this discussion is just don't keep repeating the same broken steps if they're not working. Like, if you know the deck's good and you're losing with it, try a different line so you're not just muscle memorying, if that's a phrase, yourself into making the same incorrect play. Because I know I've done that where I've insisted, no this deck plays this way and I'm playing it this way. It's like, well, yeah, you just lost 15 games in a row. Maybe you should change it up Like, That's one of the things you get into a rut when you're testing sometimes.
1: Yeah, I also think it's important to play against unknown commodities because even if, even if you go, if you play an event and every deck is not 100% mirrored to that, first Mm -hmm. of all, some decks will be. Of course. Because net decking is a thing. It's a shortcut that people use. And depending on the situation here, like, I mean, again, like we've talked numerous times, it's it, again, it's not, you're not just wasting one day, you're wasting a long time. So people want to, like, make sure their time isn't being, quote, wasted. They want to use a known commodity. That might actually happen more often now than it has in the past. I'm not yeah. sure.
0: That
1: could be um, true. Because to be honest with you, I feel like the players you're going to be playing against in any of these situations are going to be more educated. Um, because they this t- it takes more effort than just showing up to your local game store but this can apply excuse me to if you're an area that is allowing that um mm-hmm. i just feel like anybody unfortunately i feel like the player base that's going to pl- you're going to play in any way shape or form going on right now is going to be a more educated more elevated desire to do well because they're there's other options right now for them just to stay home, and it's very mm-hmm. easy for them to do so. Right. It takes more effort to go out or to to get online to play somebody multiple times a week and things like that. So, I feel like the people you're playing are just elevated from a desire standpoint, which means they're probably looking at results and using them effectively. If you're not testing against those known quantities, like what 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 does the result even mean? Mm-hmm. Like if if you if you can't beat the the basic deck that's out there. I don't mean I don't mean that from like a that's not a there's no connotation to that word that that there is in the world right now. Um that has to be the baseline. Like if you don't if it's okay to walk in there with scissors getting smashed by the rocks that are out there, but like, who the who knows what the paper is? So like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like if you keep getting smashed by the rock deck, but you're like, I'm convinced this works against decks that are better against that, but we don't even know what those are yet. Like, I I don't see the point of that. And I, We've talked about mm-hmm. this in the past, um, but you know, I think we're at a point where we have to say things. You know, I think just in life, you say things multiple times for it to sink in. But like, right, right, testing against these new quote strategies, and I'm and I'm glad to see now that there are variations in what they are. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, you, it, it's it's important to understand why the decks that are working are working, not just that they are working. Like it's yes. it's why. So like if you're trying like you know, we'll just take the Sky Shadow decks for example because they're easy to talk about because they're they're out there. Is you don't like a character like Horrible shines in that deck for many different reasons. It's because Flip density is a big one. Yep, multiple turns is a big one. Um, so, like, you don't just it, it, the decks that have emerged are decks, and I think this is and that's important distinction. Like, and I think this a lot of this I've learned through playing in the sealed event is you see certain powerful strategies that there aren't constructed that are not powerful and limited. One of them being horrible, for example, not as powerful because your deck quantity of the cards that you need to to work in that situation just aren't there. Yeah. And if they are there, they're not as powerful as the ones that you would have access to of full course. play sets to in, in in constructed. So like if you're like, yep, I'm gonna play, I don't know, decoy flares instead of fusion borer, like obviously there's a lot of and feel as good, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're like, oh I'm gonna play I don't know some other random upgrade instead of enhanced power cell, mm-hmm. or instead of instead of like you know increased durability that isn't even in the format, or something like that, or like you know I'm going to play laser scalpel instead of insert any other double black card here, yeah. you know like it's it's going to be it's going to be a different situation like if you're if you're like I'm going to play crystal power as a as essentially like a grenade launcher that goes away or a. Sort of an emergency barricade that eventually goes away. That's a hell of a lot different than getting it back from the scrap pile for free with a sound blaster and having it not go away. Exactly. So, so I just think that there's what I've noticed is the the, the constructed is a lot more uh, synergistic than than limited is, and and I think mm-hmm. if you if you are coming into testing not understanding the the inborn synergies of the deck that has performed well then you're basically playing the constructed deck as a limited deck. That's where I'm going with all this. That's like this thing aside. Like, like you're not understanding like w- their plays in the right order to take advantage of them. You're not you're not you're not getting a horrible turn where like over a series of two turns where you're basically like uh five damage to you and I only take two because of flipping and et cetera like right. things like that. Like if you're not if you're not saving up for these turns or you're not like doing things optimally and things like that. Like it's just because you don't see the synergies that are there, it's like you're mm. you're just not taking advantage of what the what the deck has to offer,
0: I think one of the advantages for this particular format, though speaking specifically of horrible is a lot of those plays with horrible are quite simply more obvious than they would be in other formats or even with other decks it's to your point, like the I'm doing five to seven damage over the course of two turns, well, it's like yeah play these cards and flip them. So people recognize that and it makes it easier to spot when you're watching someone play that deck and go, okay, I can reverse engineer that scenario of, well, either play a lot of Black Pip cards in my deck or save them up for when I can do it with Horrible. But the same theory applies of as you're observing other decks being played, whether it's in your testing and you you have multiple testing partners and you're watching other people play or you're watching games online or you're reading about an article that's talking about a different deck. Okay. Well, this is every deck has these, the turns where it's, if I can get to this state, whether it's through a series of plays or grinding them down or drawing a bunch of whatever it is, this is the victory state. And how do I work backwards from victory formation to turn one kind of thing and trying to get these things aligned. It sounds pretty simple, but for some of these decks, like I said, horrible versions especially in Sky Shadow, it kind of slaps you in the face, maybe more than metaphorically, because (laughs) the deck can be mean. Other ones may not be so obvious, but hitting those... The equivalent of the PTT turn in the aggressive deck, where you KO two of their guys due to the PTT, can you ID that in other decks so that your testing is more appropriate, more refined, and more meaningful? As Scott was saying, a lot of the games are formulaic. I guess you could say some of them are somewhat deterministic depending on the different things involved. Assuming that you, well, yes, Sky Shadow beats this if it does this, or X beats Y if it accomplishes this goal. Otherwise, it goes the other way. So you need to find all those things throughout, both through your testing and leading into the testing. So you can, to my earlier point, I'm going to try this thing and see if it changes the way something works out. Or you need to continue going the path you've been on. I just think you need to understand that there is something to be gained by being the
1: player that plays the the set controlled deck in this situation. Because... Mm-hmm because especially in the situation we're in now I think one of the good things about playing the way we are now is that it, we have you can play with people that are not in your geographic area yep so if if there isn't as much inbred testing I guess we could say because because if I play somebody that I'm not used to playing with and they they make a different play and I notice something about it I feel like that's just as valuable as them playing a deck completely out of nowhere that they wouldn't have played otherwise. Right. Um, But the big, the big, like I said, the big thing for me is just that you have, there's a greater than 0% chance that like you're going to run into somebody playing a deck that's within five to 10 cards than decks that are known quantities that are out there. And then if you don't understand how to even beat those, I mean, yes, they could tech themselves up by a few cards here and there, but like, if you, if you can't understand the basics of how to play with or against those, I feel like you're just at a huge
0: disadvantage. I mean, that feels axiomatic. Um, (laughs) I don't know if it necessarily is, but I, it is definitely worth repeating because, well, I mean, it's one of the, the cornerstones of trying to make sure that your, your testing plan is appropriate. Um I just know Dan and yeah. I when we the last time we played on stream any constructed
1: events before the, some events started, like we both said we're gonna run one deck and you're gonna run the Sky Shadow Horrible deck against it, like yep. continuously. And that way we like that way I know I'm not gonna play I either am or I am not going to pursue changing things in the other version. Again <laughs> we can't it, our situation again is different because we're like we're live streaming and things like that, but like the time is still a factor. And so if I'm going to walking away from a testing session now is probably and and continuing to have delusions that I can make this work mm. is going to be more detrimental to you now than it was in the old world because Again, like you might have an event that starts, and you're locked into that that decision for a lot of weeks. Right. So, I mean, I mean, yes, you might not be able to just wholesale change everything you're doing, but I mean, you need to at least contemplate it and understand what the situation is going into it. Yeah. If if you want to play, you know, with that, and and I guess I guess the other thing is like information and discussion is just more important now mm. than. It wasn't bad because I don't. I don't even think because I, honestly, like a lot of the results are like we said, offline. Uh, they're not really offline, but they're, they're just not being shown. Like the, right. the whys are the whys are not there. Right. You have to determine a lot of the whys on your own. Yeah. And you, I will you, say in this game, I'm not positive that that's all. Never different than anything has ever been, but I think it's just more exasperated
0: now. Yeah, certainly now. I mean, you can go over to Fort Max and look up the recent tournament results, but. To exactly your point, it's okay. These top aided, well, why? There are a lot of other questions that could be asked as to, I mean, even aside from why, like, okay, what were the exact numbers for the event? Why did the pairings shape out that way? Did everybody come in gunning for this particular build? You know, like, there's a lot of things that could go into exactly why some of the results shaped out the way they did yeah and again it's
1: not to discount any results whatsoever of course yeah you have to understand there has to be context and if there is no context then like you know i i i and again like i only know our own events they're the only events i participate in so i don't even know like what are the prize structures? What are like, why are people even, why do people even care? Like, mm. you know, like I, I, those kind of like, I don't even know the answers to those questions. Like, you know, if, if it's, if every event is your weekly casual level of, of, of desire mm. by a large majority of the player base, that that's different than you're playing for hundred dollars. Well, that, that actually
0: prizes. does kind of go to your point about being locked in and that, a round in because you're you know you play your first round it takes a week in one of these events let's say just to make it up right on day five of that week you realize wow this deck sucks right, right. it's not just it sucks and you're stuck with it but it's also as silly as it's going to sound it's a it's a psychological thing of like if you're there for a day i'm taking you know it's a saturday i go to the store i'm going to hang out it's going to be fun to hang out I, obviously you're playing to win but like you know you get to see everybody you hang out with some friends you have a mm-hmm. good time you're playing online it's you know it's a struggle to coordinate with people maybe you have some internet problems or whatever you realize your deck is is doing terrible it can be demoralizing and then that also plays into the why of maybe and again this is not to discount results but like <laughs> are people just phoning it in at, to, at mm-hmm. any point in the event um because all of these you know intangibles change just by virtue of what we're all stuck with.
1: I, I think you can even, I don't even think it has to be as sky is falling as what you just said. Yeah. I think if, I think you could even be like this card I played sucks in this deck. Yeah. And I played it as like a three of, let's just say, I don't know what that is. Yeah. yeah. um, And like, like for me, it's precision fire, for example, like I think that <laughs> card is not very good. Throwing that out there. Tip. Um, So <laughs> yeah. like, so like, like it, it's a zap. Um yeah. so now so now just play Rock Toss. So now every time that you draw that card in your hypothetical situation, yeah. day five of the week, you're like, God, this card sucks. I can't believe I played it. And it's like yes. it's not even like the whole <laughs> deck sucks. It's like just this one card I played sucked, and now I'm on tilt
0: because exactly. I grew it.
1: Because I drew you I do that all the
0: time. <laughs> right. It takes me to no end of like, man, right. what was I thinking, but you're you're locked in and you're you're right. stuck with it. Um I could see that playing in to depending on people's to your point, the investment level in this. Mm-hmm. Now, to circle it back to testing, because I know it probably sounds like everybody that went on a tangent. I don't
1: think so, but yeah. Well, uh, I'm. It might yeah, just because yeah. we were talking yeah. about
0: a very specific thing. This was something I think one of my football coaches had said, or maybe it was one of my lacrosse coaches. Whatever, but games are also practice. Like you're, you're still doing the things, and you should coming in practice way more so that the game is easy. Like you, the all the mm-hmm. old adages about winning stuff in practice. Yeah. But yeah. when you go to an event and especially now like we're talking about where these drag on forever. Okay, let's say you do poorly or you realize, man, I included all these three-ofs and these cards are terrible. They should probably they should be one-ofs or out of the deck entirely. You should also be trying to learn from those scenarios as well. Losing is a, is just a pretty good teacher.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, I will say that I believe that with the advent of this wave and then the changes in the way the game plays out, especially from a tight match perspective, which we talked about at nauseum and things like that. Like, you have to get used to that play pattern. Um, I know for me personally, I've made decks literally with, like, 26 one-ofs in them. So if I was to send you a deck list, hey, Vince, person I play with all the time, yeah. here's my deck with 26 one-ofs. Go to town and let me know what you, how to play it. Do you think you would know in my head why exactly I played one-of every single card? Like...
0: Well, it depends probably. on the characters, but yes, right. <laughs> there's one character I can think of why, right. but, but yeah, the trying to identify why the hell is there a one of this and a three of that and a two right. of that, like, right. it, would probably, it would take me a ton of games. Right. And I, and I think that, like, I think
1: without without even trying to play the decks that have results, I think you wouldn't even understand a lot of those those intricacies. And, and maybe and maybe you can make an improvement over them. Like I'm, Again, remember, I don't think any of these decks are finished p- products because, again, these people were locked in. So unless you—and unfortunately, some of the players that have done well have written tournament reports yes. about how they've done well in certain events and said, I would do this differently. But even that, we're now at beta. If the event itself was the alpha, now we're at beta, and that's untested and because again we're in we're we're five sets into the game the power level of the cards is is very high yes because like because you could be like uh you know uh, you, you can now play fusion board instead of crowbar like you know like like you know There's a slight difference in those cards <laughs> right, so i mean <laughs> a little bit so like going on to the beta version like changes i would have made garrett like like i know these cards sucked so like i know i wouldn't play these again or and and they give reasons why that's valuable information to have but ultimately the changes they would make I, what i can respect about a lot of the things i've read is a lot of the changes that you can make are people saying this card was bad i would do something differently but they don't even know what that something is, necessarily. Yeah. But they might have seen that somebody else did that. And so I like they would say, like, I would have tried doing this. A lot of them, I, I, I don't think there's... I think anybody that definitively says, I did this wrong, and I should have done this, and is like, and I would have done better, that's probably a fair statement. But, like, I, even there, the changes are still beta. Absolutely. Because, because until the event happens again and you and and a lot of times you don't want to run so similar of a deck again for the next 4 weeks again um it's just tough so you know like i said i would take in as much of the information that's out there if you don't want to do some of this testing yourself where like you are running the control deck i guess it hasn't happened for us all that often but we have a bunch of videos out there where that is happening we have a bunch of videos out there for the events so you can treat them like what you would do differently, but like, you know, I know, I know, for example, like Dan and I did one session, I know Stefan on his channel did like, I think like two or three hour sessions on the last two Sundays. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of data out there that like a lot of them were running, like a lot of times I would tune in and they were running the, the stock deck and things like that. And, you know, we promise going forward as we as we live stream and things like that, we will strive to do this as well. Right. There Where was definitely a
0: period in the beginning. Yeah. Just to call this out, because yeah, yeah. Of I think in the beginning we definitely tried a bunch of wacky stuff, especially me, like cosmos builds and other nonsense, mm-hmm. because it's new cards. Part of it is, yeah, does this deck literally trip over its own feet? And I think this is an important thing for for testing. We, while we were harping on having that control deck. Sometimes even if you mash random things, you can tell, okay, this is just straight up not going to work because it trips over its own feet and you can throw mm-hmm. things out of the window. It's just yeah. not as efficient or an appropriate a process. But for me, when I'm building things, it's often a very iterative process where it's, okay, I, I got to see if this deck even works, but it is definitely not up to snuff to go get punched in the neck by Sky Shadow. You know, like, it's just, I know it's not ready, so go through a couple iterations, all right, now I think this one's viable, let it go out there, kind of thing. Um, point being is that, well, what you were saying, Scott, we're going to try and go more towards the normalized testing as opposed to what we were doing before, where it was very much just showcasing random things for funsies.
1: Well, no, it's also establishing what was there, because there was no other way to do it, and like... Well, yeah. I mean, we would normally do that behind closed doors, mm. so like we weren't like we weren't because there's usually an event that you'd you'd be leading up to, like um, the fact that it's even out there publicly, which I, I hope gave some people information leading up to some of these results i would I would venture to guess um, <laughs> that um, i guess I guess what I can say is like in my opinion, this is you should be doing this because. I feel like the community has reached this point. I understand that we haven't physically had the cards for, what, is it a month now? Is it not even a month now?
0: I've lost track, but I think it's a month.
1: When this goes live, it'll be a month. Like, yeah, literally yeah. a month to where it goes live. Um, so it yeah. hasn't been that long.
0: But, again... But has it? <laughs> I mean, mean, how long have we you know, we've been playing well, with refer- Fox? Yeah, long, huh? exactly. That's the thing. It, yeah. it, it gets weird because the the timing and everything. Right. So, like, I just feel like, I feel
1: like doing, without testing in this manner, you're just, you're well behind, the clock has passed you by, so, you know.
0: And it's, again, it's the, to harp on a point there, because I can hear people that I've talked to in the past about this exact subject, not in this game, but in other games and other topics as well, where it's just the the brute force and ignorance path as my wife would would classify it where it's just no <laughs> come hell or high water i'm doing it this way and yes i guess if if you throw enough marshmallows at a brick wall or you know pick your your cliche of choice about just doing it enough you'll mm. you'll get there yes hypothetically you could do it but We're talking real-world scenarios, and again, within the context of trying to prepare for what we assume is going to be a high-level competitive event. If that is the case, you can't afford to fall behind. You have to keep up with the Joneses on an information level. And in order to do that, you need to make sure that every time that you're going to data gather, it's as efficient as possible. Hence, the regimented and controlled structure, scientific method of trying to identify which decks and which strategies work? You could just flip coins all day and maybe hit the lottery, but like, what are the odds of that happening? Scott, you know yeah, it, all the numbers. It, Tell me all the numbers. <laughs> not, not good. I can say that <laughs> one.
1: If if you don't want to do this, and you, then just don't be surprised when you lose to those non quantities. That's all, that. That's the other exactly. thing. Exactly. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't and don't don't complain about it. Like you know. Like again. Like nothing is set in stone. Like, as as I've said numerous times all we are still in the establishing the rock phase of of this metagame and we and we probably and we likely will be for a long time because like we said the results are only going to come once a month or yeah. once every two months um not that that's that much different than they were in the past but it just feels different i guess you could say i, I don't know why it's just like it just the local results would come maybe once a month but like you might be able to match that with three other local results and kind of try to form some opinion about what's going on there
0: but and it's also um, the i don't know how many events are out there aside mm -hmm. from ours i mean i'm aware of some of them like i mentioned earlier i can go look at fort max and see what ones are there even if it's the locals from way back in the day or it's you know it was ei it was the ppg events it was whatever but there were Oh, there were lots of people playing games and talking about them, even if it wasn't necessarily a major event. So there was stuff to read, stuff to watch, stuff to talk about. Now it's the the quantity of events have just shrunk to the level, and instead of having across the U.S., you know, however many stores running even ten person events, it's now the Vector Sigma and other online ones, maybe two of them combined for mm-hmm. how many people just sheer weight of numbers you can't get what i was calling earlier the the evolution cycle for this the turnover quickly enough as you did before yeah but but there are enough results out there to at
1: least again play against you can what's still new do something. <laughs> i I just think i just think you leaving up your your idea of what you want to run as a 40 card deck and my idea as a 40 card deck Both of us being original ideas, I just think at this point if you want to be taking it seriously and the person that asked us to cover this topic I assume wants to be taking it seriously you need need to always be your deck will play against the known quantity and my deck will play against the known quantity and we will switch as to who's playing what. But like us mashing our two unknown quantities against each other to me just isn't doing
0: anything. Absolutely. Yeah, we've definitely hit that point despite the change in tournament schedule and structure that there's no real excuse to not be aware of the major players at this point. Yeah, and if you want, and just as an aside, like, the way that I would do this
1: outside of a um, COVID world, like in the old world, would be I would be testing against updated versions of known quantities first. Of <laughs> so that they would act as the controller. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh! Somebody's walking by.
0: <laughs> right on cue. Um, yeah. So okay, I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah, they're they're still here, but yeah. well, yeah, but they're uh-huh. uh, they're not as agitated. Um, I was gonna ask you something. This is just a minor thing, and it's kind of going off topic. But for our sealed event, for example, the deck lists were open. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it will few, be that was one of the questions <laughs> I was going to ask. So going forward, do you feel that this influences much of anything? Does this, does this change anything for you as a player? Um, no, I don't care.
1: Like, like there's a, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here, Uh-oh. but <laughs> there was a news group question one time in Rec Arts Magic the Gathering.
0: Oh boy. Um, <laughs> for those of you out there who don't know what that is just, just you have Google you have the entirety of human knowledge and history yeah. at your fingertips. Go check it out. And, that's
1: where I found it but it was actually it was a question about poker. Mm-hmm. And it said would you rather this is text sold him um, like would you rather know what's in your opponent's hand Like, if you had perfect information about either what's in your opponent's hand or what card is going to be coming on every river, which one would you choose? And, like, all the gamers said, I'd obviously like to know the river card because I know what's in my opponent's hand nine times out of ten already. So, it's the same type of situation here. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what's in my opponent's decks most of the time anyway. Yeah, with
0: probably uh, 35 cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, and, like, so I'd rather, so it it's not a huge factor. It's mm. how you play the game, not not knowing what's in your opponent's deck. In this situation, that's not even that's even a step away from knowing what's in your opponent's hand. Right. Um. So I hope that now I hope that story made sense. But like, so like, I don't care about those kind of things because, yeah. especially in this game, I still believe play skill is the major, major, major factor. Mm. And um, I can prove that already by. Um, uh, I can prove that already by the results of this event.
0: Gotcha. One other question for you. This is the last one on, on the docket. So we talked a lot about the, the very, well, maybe not very, but I feel more abstract parts of testing. Do you feel that anything changes or any recommendations for uh dear questioner who sent this in when it comes to sideboarding, how would you, any tips on that end for, Or do you just do the same thing? Uh, Say it again, I'm sorry. So, sideboarding, how do you feel your testing differs when trying to crank out an appropriate sideboard for the next upcoming event? Or any recommendations that you'd make for the person who sent in this question initially? Um, As
1: usual, play more sideboarded games than unsideboarded games. Because, uh, again, you're going to... um... At least 50 percent are sideboarded more than that are going to be sideboarded right. Right. Of course. so so I would I would always I would I would go from that that that's that side of things mm. and test out
0: what those strategies are as well. makes sense to me. Um, well we've been going for a while, Scott anything else you want to throw in either specifically about testing or any of the content updates things that are coming in the future or any any last minute stuff? No, I mean, the big thing is, like, again, we've we've been
1: talking about the set and this meta and what we perceive this meta to be, um, which we still can't define, but, like, oh, I think a lot of the things that we've said over time are starting to bear each other out, are starting to bear fruit. Um, so, for us, it's beating a dead horse, but, like, if you I was just going back to listening to old podcasts, especially the ones that happen right around the, the time of the set reviews and things like that. I think you'll see that a lot of that has has borne out, and that um, so if so, we're always looking. For, we're, we're currently asking if there if there, if there's certain aspects of this that you want us to talk about. Just please let us know because for us, a lot of this is rehashing what's already out there. Hmm. Um, and for example, like we won't be playing Constructed until next month. Personally, on a tournament level, maybe on a testing level, we will be. So, um, we won't have any of our own personal results to talk about for a bit. So, if you have questions, just feel free to
0: ask them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's cool to hear what from everybody out there. You know, we'll see the, the likes or, you know, thumbs up or whatever across whatever social platform. Um, but it's cool to hear back from people as to, you know, Well, I want to hear more about this or that sounded like a cool idea or, you know, what are your thoughts on this general other thing, which is kind of what the genesis of this was, is that, you know, one of our listeners said, hey, well, what about the testing? So that's what spawned the whole discussion. So hit us up. Let us know. (laughs) and we'll go from there uh but definitely stay tuned for the other new content as well we're going to be adding on to our repertoire and see what else we can produce for everybody that's both entertaining and informative so yep yep i think that'll do it for this show scott so as always everybody thank you for listening thank you for watching and black lives matter